This is a Pocket Universe podcast in association with William M. Gaines Agent Incorporated. EC Comics presents The Vault of Horror. <laughs> Listeners must have stout hearts to keep coming back for more delightfully gruesome tales from my private collection. And who am I to refuse? <laughs> this story opens in the only hotel in the town of Lights in picturesque Austria. The year is 1952. It's night. Of course, when is it not on this show? <laughs> And to some of the guests, it is an evening of quiet repose. But for one of them, it is a grim and horrid moment. <coughs> Cue scream. <laughs> three deaths now. Three deaths in three months, and everyone killed the same way. Torn to shreds. <laughs> and that brings us to the top of our story. Bum bum bum! Werewolf Concerto. Uber Altman, hotel manager. A quiet and rather nervous individual who is nothing less than appalled at the hideous events of the past month. But then who wouldn't be? Three horrible murders. One of them in his hotel is <laughs> just killing the tourist trade. <laughs> He's appalled. That is, until a news article brings about a marvelous idea. Pravda Chamber Theater. Ah, yes. Good evening. And whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? General Manager Bruno Schuster speaking. How can I be of service? Yes, this is... Hubert Altman, manager of the fabulous Viola Gardens Hotel in beautiful Lines. Never heard of it. It's rather fabulous. Congratulations. Yes, well, I understand that Mignonette Michelin is scheduled to give a series of performances at your theater. Yeah, Altman, if you're looking for concert tickets, you can forget it. All three weeks are sold out. I'm well aware of that. I was... She never performs outside of Paris, so all three weeks are sold out. Yes, but that's not why... I have family members I never hear from, pestering me for tickets. I can't help them. All three weeks are sold out. Herr Schuster, I am simply... My birthday was four weeks ago. You think any of them would bother to call me? But a beautiful concert pianist comes to Bravda, and suddenly all of them are calling me day and night, wanting tickets. But I cannot help them. And why can't I help them? Because all three weeks are sold out. Can I help you with anything else? Herr Schuster, I only wish to know where she is staying, and if her accommodations have not yet been finalized, would she be interested in staying in my finest suite during her Bravda engagement? Oh, is that it? Well, as it so happens, I am personally handling her accommodations, and she is staying at the fabulous Berg Zeinkeller, here in beautiful Bravda, rather than some suite in a hotel I've never heard of five miles away from the theater. Ah, but I am offering my suite for free. The Viola Gardens Hotel, you say? That sounds fabulous! Indeed. Yes, Hubert is quite pleased with himself. 
and that night he sleeps blissfully. One of the most beautiful women in all of Paris, one of France's most famous concert pianists, staying at his hotel. The tourists will simply tear into each other, so to speak, for rooms at the fabulous Viola Gardens Hotel. Ugh, I'm going to wretch. However, the following afternoon, Altman's short temper comes to a forefront when a moving truck pulls up in front of the hotel doors. Here now, here now, whose truck is that? You, move that at once! You, Hubert Altman? Yes, and you are? Here to move the grand piano. What grand piano? Mademoiselle Micheline's personal grand piano. Mademoiselle Micheline? Where she goes, it goes. You're here to move Mademoiselle Micheline's personal grand piano. How many times must I tell you that? Yes, it's thrilling. Now, there's the suite. Right this way! Right this way! <laughs> How big is this suite? Only the entire floor. <laughs> uh, you, you wouldn't happen to know when the mademoiselle is arriving, do you? Yeah, probably today. She doesn't let this piano out of her sight for long. Excellent, excellent. Come on, you two. Here's a corner. Just further, hands. Well? I'm sorry, uh, Altman. She still hasn't checked in. Do you see the time on this watch? Well, do you? Uh, 18 past 7. 18 past 7. So, where is she? Uh, Altman, I have no idea. Her clothes and personal belongings came after her piano arrived, but not her. Then she is arriving tomorrow. This makes no sense. I am calling Herr Schuster, and he had better have it. Monsieur Altman? Mademoiselle Micheline! She's still... Hasn't checked in? But, but I... Mademoiselle Micheline, what an honor it is to meet you. Isn't it so? Uh, uh, yes, well, I hope you are finding your accommodations exceptional. They are, um, adequate. Mademoiselle, please accept my apologies for not being on hand to greet you. We didn't... I shall be out all evening. Please see that uh, no one enters my suite. Uh, but of course, uh, no one will. Bonne soirée. I should have you drawn and quartered. Why didn't you tell me she was here? But, sir, I tell you, she didn't check in. Give me that book. No signature anywhere. No timestamp. This makes no sense. But, as you can see, there were three people who checked out. I can see that, you imbecile. So how did she get past you? Uh, Altman, I don't know. I don't know! I don't know! I don't know! I have been on duty all day, and I swear I didn't take her up! Sleeping on the job! That's what it is! Sleeping on the job! I have never been more embarrassed! You watch your step from this point forward, or you shall be out on your rear! Do you understand me? Ha! Jawohl, Herr Altman! Word spreads like wildfire that Mignonette Micheline is staying at the fabulous Viola Gardens Hotel in beautiful lights, and the hotel is prospering again. 
but her nocturnal habits, well... Never see her during the day. Says she practices at night, but she's never played that damn piano. Won't eat, at least not in the hotel. None of it makes any sense. But then again, does nobody any good to overthink things? Oh goodness, it seems that everyone's forgotten about the gory murder striking the innocent citizens of Lights. Well, we'll soon fix that, won't we? But the werewolf? I know it sounds bizarre, mm. but it had fur, it had fangs, it had claws. It looked like a werewolf. It saw my husband and then leapt out of the window. I can't stop shaking. What is going on in here? Ah, oh, Herr Altman. The police, but no. Not again! <gasps> the gentleman in room 404. And yes, he was killed exactly like the last one. Torn to pieces. Oh, <gasps> dear lord! Wait, 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 wait. What does he mean? Just like the last one? <laughs> you yeah, yeah. mean this has happened before? It's, it's, it's our hell with it! Well, if you think we are staying in this place any longer, you're out of your mind! Come along, Anna. They're leaving. Good. Me too, me too. Uh, there is another hotel. Mademoiselle, Micheline is not worth getting killed over. Agri Liebchen. Wait. Wait. Everyone, wait. This, this can be, this, it can be. Can't you call yourself a detective? Four killings now. Two of them in my fabulous hotel. Why aren't you doing anything to solve this? Do you have any idea what this is doing to my business? What this is doing to your business? <laughs> my mind, here yeah, I thought you were worried about the welfare of your guests. I demand that you do something! Fine. Where were you at two in the morning? That's not what I mean. Just answer the question. Sleeping! <laughs> and you heard nothing. Nothing! Nor did I hear anything. Mademoiselle, where did you... I thought I would take a stroll. It's such a nice night out. It's almost 2.30 in the morning. I'm something of a night owl. Good evening, Detective Mignonette Micheline. Detective Schoenmacher. A pleasure, mademoiselle. You have heard, I assume. You assume correct. What time did you leave the uh, hotel for your uh, stroll? A little after one o'clock. And uh, did you see anything out of the ordinary while you were outside? Like what? Something... Uh, <laughs> do forgive me, I cannot believe I am saying this, but uh, something uh, furry with fangs. Oh. <laughs> Afraid not. Although, after what the officer just told me outside, 
Perhaps it is better if I stay inside. There's a killer <laughs> on your streets. A very wise move, mademoiselle. Vielen Dank, Herr Altman. We'll be in touch. In touch? That's a joke! To do what? Tell me you found nothing! Mademoiselle, I apologize for... God! Where the bloody hell did she... All of the guests stream out of the hotel, followed by the employees. And in two weeks' time, it's down to just three people in the fabulous Viola Gardens Hotel. What do you mean you're quitting? You can't quit unless I say so! Uh, make that two. Eh, uh, Altman, there is no one left. No guests, no housekeeping staff, unsolved murders, and I have not been paid in a month! Not to mention its manager feels he needs to bully everyone to make things work smoothly. Bully? And how long have you wanted to say that? Almost as long as I quit! Well, forget about quitting! You're fired! Leave. See if I can. Weak as oh. water, all of them. Mademoiselle Micheline, I, you startled me. I, I, I did not see you. I uh, have a habit of appearing when people least expect it. It is so good of you to remain. I am so sorry I cannot provide better service in these, your uh, final days at the, uh, the, uh, the fabulous Viola Gardens Hotel. Actually, Herr Altman, you have been a marvelous host. And I shall be sure to tell my friends about your fine hotel. <laughs> this town is um, most delightful. You are most kind, mademoiselle. Uh, shall I take you to your suite? Not necessary. I have learned to operate the elevator myself. Bonne nuit. Uh, Good night. Fine. Quit. Get out, all of you. See if I care. Ah, a recommendation from Mignonette Micheline will bring in a better class of clientele anyway. <laughs> that boar of a police detective will eventually catch the killer. Why is it so warm in here? Yes, yes, much better. Yes. He'll catch the killer, and then all the servants and staff will come back to me, crawling on their hands and knees, crawling, pleading with me to take them back. And then I'll tell them to go to hell. <laughs> Just you... Ah, oh, my head. What is... I feel so... Surprise! <laughs> Uber Altman is our werewolf. On the night of a full moon, he transforms into a beast of pure, unbridled rage. And whenever he does so, there is but one thing on his mind. He must. <laughs> Wait! Wait! Oh, better, better 
With it. Where are you? My friends really will love this place. Bavarian blood is so much richer than Parisian. Well, not seen in daylight. Never eats here. Sleeps in a coffin. Mademoiselle Michelin, you're a vampire! <laughs> <laughs> well, with the death of Air Altman, there have been no further werewolf sightings, and the hotel reopened several months later under new management. Unfortunately, the police now have a new problem to contend with. <laughs> Mademoiselle Micheline's friends from Paris and London. Oh, you were so right, Mignonette. Mm. This is far better blood than what we're used to. Ah, it's such a delicious countryside. Mm. We should vacation here more often, huh? <laughs> Only if we're staying at this hotel. Oh, my way! It's a fabulous. Ah. <laughs> Santé! 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 <laughs> now, there's a stirring ah. finale in good taste. <laughs> encore! Encore! <laughs> Ready for more, everyone? Then let's put the fun back in funeral. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm having a bit of a coffin fit. <laughs> everyone sit back with a cup of coffee and cremated. And listen closely as I relate the tale of a miserly undertaker and the cruel horror of his fitting punishment. <laughs> ah! 
Our story begins on a dark and dismal November night, in a town that time forgot. A time not as long ago as you might think. A town too out of the way to be bypassed by an interstate. A time before the internet, where a raggedy figure stands before an aged and ominous funeral home and shivers, but not from the cold. Just a couple more. This one always. Huh? Are you Ezra? Yes, what is it? It's me. It's Stanley, sir. Stanley? I, I don't know a Stanley. Now get over uh, my... Sir, I'm... I'm your sister's son. Adelaide? Yes, sir. I... I haven't seen Adelaide in 20 years. And what's more, I don't care to see her, and I don't care to see her kin, so you can go back to where you well, just came. I can't go back. She's dead, sir. I see. Could I come in, please? I'm so cold. I walked here all the way from the bus station, and it's so cold out. Come along. Shut the door. Oh. It's as cold in here as it is out there. No heat? Heat costs money. Where are you from? Elsa. It's in Texas. Where is your father? I've never known my father. <laughs> Just like her to get pregnant and be left behind. So, are you here for a free funeral? <laughs> no, not at all. She, she's been taken care of by the church, but I... I have no one to... I see, I see. You come to live with me, is that it? I should give you clothes, fill your belly with food, food and clothes. They cost money. Well, I have five hundred dollars. It's all she left me with. Five hundred dollars, eh? Yes, and and I can work. I'm a real hard worker. I can cut firewood from outside. I, I can help you in the shop. I'll even dig graves. Just how old are you? I'm fourteen. You look older. Which is why, if anyone asks, you're eighteen and you just finished school. Well, I can stay then. Well, I could definitely use the help. Won't cost me anything. Where are your belongings? I don't have any. You can take the old room in the attic. But remember, you don't work, you don't eat. Are we clear on this? Oh, yes, sir. I'll remember. Thank you, Uncle Ezra. Stop that infernal racket! And don't you ever call me Uncle Ezra. Okay. Ezra is indeed hard on the boy, and truly, Ezra is as cheap and miserly as they come. Finish sweeping the shop. Yes, Ezra. Sand this coffin. Yes, Ezra. Snow's not going to shovel itself. Well, I'm going as soon as I find some gloves. What are you, stupid? You don't need gloves, and I'm not canceling today's viewing. Now get out there. Yes, Ezra. Sweep up the shop. Yes, Ezra. Send this coffin. Yes, Ezra. Sweep up the shop. Yes, Ezra. Those dishes had better be spotless. Yes, Ezra. 
Moreover, as time passes, Stanley learns many horrible things about the way Uncle Ezra practices his trade. Hold it, you fool! Don't you shut that coffin yet? But the family have all seen the body. The funeral procession will be here soon. Yes, but we haven't removed the gold from his teeth. The gold from his teeth? If you're going to be my charge, Stanley, you might as well learn everything there is to know. But I... And here is today's lesson. It is not cheap to run a business or to take care of you. Thus, we have to find other ways to make ends meet. Open it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ooh. right there. Right there. Yeah. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Now you lock down the lid, Stanley. <laughs> yes, Ezra. <laughs> oh, yes. The old man is definitely cheap. Money is his master. He never misses an opportunity to save or pinch a penny. Ezra? Yeah? Huh. I, I really need a new pair of shoes. That can wait. There'll be somebody else passing through soon. <laughs> and when that happens, just take them off the body. What? That's how I got half my wardrobe. <laughs> Stinking cheap skin. What? Uh, nothing, what? Ezra. Bet nothing. Get out. Stanley! Hmm? Come down here! We've got business! Yes, Ezra. The Booker family wants something called a green funeral. The industry's changing, Ezra. We're gonna have to change with it. Preposterous! Before we know it, people will want to dig the hole themselves under their favorite tree and throw the damn body in. What about the customer is always right? Perhaps in Elsa, but not here. It was good business to build the coffins myself. Now it's fashionable. Take the measurements and make sure they're correct. You get to work on building the old woman's coffin and don't make it any larger than you have to. Yes, Ezra. How's it going down here? Did you finish up? Uh, we'll see, Ezra. Now that's a pretty good looking coffin, if you ask me. With my father and on my own, I have made hundreds of coffins. They're only pretty when they're paid for. Finish this up. One day you're gonna get yours, old man. One day. This is an oak coffin. Uh, didn't you order an oak coffin? I ordered a pine coffin. Unfinished, that is what my sister wanted. Of, of course, of, of course. I will have a pine one prepared by the viewing. Further, I would like you to forego the embalming. That's, that's impossible. It's already been done. What? Uh, sir, my sister specifically requested an all-natural burial. 
Oh, besides, your assistant implied that it would be I'm just... I'm sorry, Miss Booker, it's too late. Embalming is standard operating procedure. Uh, further, uh, Stanley is not authorized to make decisions on whether well, or not... you will excuse me. This is all too much. Uh, again, Miss Booker, I I'm so terribly sorry. I'll be back in the morning with a decision on whether or not to continue to do business with you. Uh, very well. Thank you. Stanley! Stanley, you get up here at once! Coming in, Brad. Yes? They wanted pine. Well, that's what I told you. Softwoods are faster to renew. Oh. Mock me, will you? Give me that tool belt. You don't deserve to wear your grandfather's tool belt. How dare you tell my clients that they can decline the embalming? Uh, How dare you speak to my clients behind my back? Now she'll take her business to Honeycutt's funeral parlor. And whose fault is that? What? What did you say? You heard me. I'll teach you to talk back to me. Stop your fooling and get up, you idiot. I can't. I can't feel my legs. I can't move my feet. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I need a doctor, please. Yes, I suppose you do. <laughs> Take these for the pain. Opioids I found at the morgue. Overdose victim. I'm assuming they haven't expired. <laughs> How is he? He'll need proper medical tests, of course, but it seems to be a complete spinal injury. He's too drugged to speak right now. Personally, I'm furious with you. Why are you angry with me? It's not my fault he tripped and fell down the basement. Ezra, you know he shouldn't have been moved. Not to mention you could have hurt yourself. I know, Doctor, I know. I I'm just beside myself. I, I wasn't thinking straight. How soon before Stanley's on his feet? Ezra, I said a complete spinal injury. That means everything below the waist is useless. He'll have to stay in bed for a few weeks, and then it'll be crutches for the rest of his life. So, he won't be able to work? Well, barely, if at all. Now, I'll call you tomorrow to find out how he's doing. This is for the pain. Now, when he's able, I want him in my office for a complete checkup. All right, until later. What am I going to do with Miss Booker's coffin? I suppose I could use it for somebody else. Certainly can't let it go on discount. Ezra, where are you? In the basement, boy. Can't you do anything besides make noise, moaning and thumping those crutches? I wish I'd never seen your name in that obituary. What good are you now? You can't work? All you're gonna do is cost me money. You should have thought of that before you hit me with a damn hammer. I want to go to the doctor. It's been days. I need a doctor. And tell him everything? Maybe. You. Seen my name in that obituary. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the matter now? How about you tell me everything first? How do I know that I really have any obligation to you? How do I know I'm really your Uncle Ezra? What are you talking about? 
You don't look at all like my sister. You just said you wish you'd never seen my name in that obituary? Would you have me believe that my sister never mentioned me once? Where did that $500 really come from? Are you looking for a place to stay, maybe? More money, maybe? Oh, don't you worry, Stanley. I'll find out who you are one way or another. Elsa's not that- Please, please don't. Just let me pass and I'll tell you everything. All right. <laughs> I slipped. I'll come back, old man. I'll come back and I'll, I'll haunt you, I swear. Say hello to my sister. Dead. Good. Now I can finally use that oak coffin. You made such a pretty coffin, Stanley. You can have it all to yourself. I'll even forgo the embalming. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it! I didn't think. You're taller than Georgina Booker. You'll never fit. And I will not make another coffin. But he does have a bone saw. You all right? I will be. It's a terrible accident, Ezra. Don't be so hard on yourself. He was so insistent on making those damn steps by himself. Well, maybe it's all for the best. Such a short coffin for so tall a boy, though. Ezra, to have not heard from you all these years and then have you ask such a strange question. Our sister, Hadley, God rest her soul, did have one son, Jonas, named, I believe, after her and your, our, grandfather. But Jonas passed away at the age of four. I know nothing about a boy named Stanley. Perhaps I shall see you again one day. If not, it's all the same. Your brother, Penrod. Then who was Stanley? A con artist. A 14-year-old con artist. Probably some homeless urchin. Well, you failed, my boy. You failed, and you got what was coming to you. What? That's it. Oh, God. Stanley's foot. Come on. Come on. Get in there. Get in there. Someone knows. Someone knows what I've done. But who? Who knows? Again! 
Who is it? Who's torturing me? The other foot! Who, who could know? Who could know I made Stanley fit into that coffin? Stanley! He's back! He said he'd come back! I won't answer you! I won't! I'm just an old man! Leave me alone! I won't answer you, boy! I won't! Do you hear me? I won't! It can't be! It can't be! But it is. It is Stanley keeping his word, returning to take vengeance. Oh yes, Stanley was indeed a homeless thief who picked the wrong person to pull a con job on. But that doesn't mean Ezra ought to get away with hamstringing his future, does it? Play ball! <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I call a fitting punishment, kiddies. You don't like? Don't sweat it. It's nothing to lose your head over. You can undertake it or leave it. <laughs> Join us again when someone in the vault says... Guard, something's wrong with Charlie Ray. I think he's dead. Stay tuned. It's all in the vault of horror. Werewolf Concerto was adapted by Lance Roger Axt from the story by Johnny Craig and featured the voices of Rob Cameron, William Dufries, Philip Hobby, Paul Hodgson, Dalton Kimball, Lisa Muller-Jones, and Marjolyn Whittlesey. Fitting Punishment was adapted by Butch D'Ambrosio from the story by Al Feldstein and Graham Ingalls and featured the voices of Lance Roger Axt, William Dufries, Ed Romanoff, Jenny Wren Walker, and Colin Young. And starring Kevin Greaves as the Vault Keeper. Recorded at Mind's Eye Productions, Maine, and Invisible Studios, Los Angeles. Sound designed by David Chen and Carlos Rodriguez Sound, and O'Shea Creative Media. Original music by Frankie Schulmeyer. Special thanks to Claire Kramer, David Uslin, Michael Uslin, Liz Galati, and Robert Southgate. EC Comics presents The Vault of Horror as a Pocket Universe podcast, directed by William Dufries. Production copyright 2019 by William M. Gaines Agent Incorporated. All rights reserved. We're Pocket Plot on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
www.pocketuniverseproductions.com and www.eccomics.com.